This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers. And 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space with Lux Hotel Collection bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of the Domcast, where this week has went ridiculously fast, and there is NBA news out the ass, bro. Man, I, I just rhymed accidentally. I did that whole thing. Bars. Um, <laughs> anyways, last week there was only about 20 or maybe 25 minutes of NBA news, and boy, things went from 0 to 100 real quick. We are four days away from the NBA preseason. James Harden has not reported to the Rockets camp yet. The NBA has gone zero days without being unnecessarily dramatic. <laughs> oh, man, you gotta love it, bro. There is no league like ours um and there was so much news in fact this week that i really did consider coming on midway so when did i drop the last podcast monday bro by wednesday or thursday i was like i might just go i might really just have to go ahead and drop the third episode i thought i was gonna do that but something was happening every day there was news there was comments being made here there was uh, more news and so i was like i started streaming and whatnot i got busy so by the time we got to sunday i was like i'm just gonna wait and see if anything else happens and so far it looks like we have got a good list so yeah we will be on the nba section for quite a while um then we're gonna talk a little bit about games that's probably gonna be a very short section i actually forgot to talk a little bit about the 2k update last week so we'll go to that and then we will get to some of your questions um as far as the content update because i said i would do a content update every week that i come on the podcast i don't really think you missed much this week i probably had like one or two videos on this channel one of them was a park video and uh most of it was streaming i did not upload the vod 2k this week i will however have a have tons of content on vod 2k because i just noticed that we've been playing rec so much that there's individual rec games that i could be posting on there so that'll be on there um i'll be focusing on the 2003 season next because i believe that's where we left off and we still have <laughs> like 22 seasons to go so yeah that again it's an archive so i'm not in any particular rush but there's plenty there that many people haven't even seen yet so that's what's going on there all right well i'm not gonna waste any time let's just go ahead and get into the nba news because we have got quite a bit i'm not going to go in any particular order well yeah i'm, I'm sitting here looking at my word document and i have things written down that seem so old but they are less than a week old because that's just how much we got this week um let's let's start with the schedule let's start with the schedule i'm just gonna like pick and choose from this list and i will strike through what i talk through um so the schedule came out and people are less than pleased about some aspects of this if you have not seen they are releasing 
periodically. So they didn't release the whole season. I think they released the first half and they're doing things like that because obviously everything is just like a really touchy feely situation. Touch and go is what I mean. Touchy feely. The fuck am I talking about? <laughs> everything is really touch and go right now because we don't know at some point during next year we might be able to have fans or maybe some games are going to get postponed. So everything is fluid. And they kind of went through the first half. They showed us how many teams have how many national TV games, which is, I think, the real point of contention. But the main point is what we're starting with on December 22nd and then the Christmas Day schedule. I probably just bumped the mic. I am sorry if I did. Man, this, this setup is a damn mess. I need more space. Um, I actually need to look up the Christmas Day schedule because I, I came here to talk more about the number of games i'll talk we'll, we'll talk about this christmas day schedule a second okay so here's what people are mad about <laughs> you know this thing where people get mad at lebron james because of his fans and a lot of the hate towards lebron is because of his fans or things that might not even really have to do with him specifically i feel like zion is being set up for that same path because the Pelicans this year, I believe, off the top of my head, have 14 national TV games. I think the most amount of games nationally televised that a team has would be 15 or 16, and that's probably the Lakers. So the Pelicans have the same amount of games as the Warriors, and they have more than the Miami Heat, they have more than the Milwaukee Bucks, that one really got me, more than the Milwaukee Bucks, more than the Denver Nuggets who were in the conference finals last year, so that's two teams that were in the conference finals they have more games than i don't exactly know where the celtics were on this list so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on that but okay that's one issue right is them having way more games than probably more not not probably let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade more deserving teams that's actually one thing but then it's the outright neglect of a team like the atlanta hawks who also have not proven anything but a, have an amazing young talent as well in Trey Young, who is also primetime TV. Obviously, I don't think he's probably as exciting to the casual fan as Zion, but he is, I think he's must watch. And he's on a team this year. He's on a decent team that I believe will be fighting for a playoff spot, if not for sure making it in the Eastern Conference. And I think they got one nationally televised game. I believe the Grizzlies are down there too, aren't they? If the Grizzlies don't have none, then they have one or not not very much more than one and they have john moran also one of the more exciting talents in the nba and so normally i would say just get the fuck over it like when people were mad about zion being on the cover of nba 2k21 it's like what did y'all think man this is he, he was the most hype prospect coming out uh, or coming into the nba since lebron james pretty much he had the most hype around him people were who never messed with college basketball were watching college basketball like they were nba games there was so much hype around this guy of course they were going to corral around him and so He'd done nothing to deserve being on the cover, but he got on the cover, and I, I I just tend not to get upset about things that, even if they're stupid as hell, I understand the strategy behind it. I understand what's going on there. So everybody was making a big ruckus about it. That was one thing, but okay, this I'm not gonna lie. This one's a, a bit extreme. Now again, I partially understand what happens here. He's the cash cow. He's a cash cow, and the Pelicans. I do think people are underrating how much of a young, exciting team that the Pelicans are. Because it's not like it's just all Zion, right? Because you're playing with a, an up-and-coming guy who, who's still trying to up-and-come like Zion. 
pausing it. Uh, <laughs> who's still trying to come up like Lonzo Ball? And then you have Brandon Ingram as well, just signed his contract. He's getting better. So let's not pretend this is not a exciting team. And let's also not pretend why we don't know. More people are probably watching a team like the Pelicans and watching for Zion. Just if you're looking at a raw number, I'm going to go off the top of my head and say more people are probably interested in that than watching the Nuggets. So I do get that, but it's still disrespect, though, because the the Nuggets are great, man. The Nuggets were very fun to watch. I do think Jeremy Grant is going to be an important loss. I think that's an underrated loss to their team. However, you still have your main thing there. You have Jokic, you have Jamal Murray. They were very exciting to watch in the bubble. They've been up and coming for a couple of years now. And so logic would dictate you would probably say like yeah this team should probably be shown more than a team that was fighting for a playoff spot and many people felt like only got to the bubble because of zion because they were trying to get zion into the playoffs that, that was the sentiment there even though they they did have a chance even though it was kind of ridiculously far but they had a chance to get there but the nba you know it, it's a thing it's kind of like it's kind of like a lot of things man a lot of things are to appease casuals a lot of things that are done in different industries they're done to appease casuals they're done to reach out to casuals because that's where you're going to get a lot of your audience the average person i don't think watches basketball or cares about basketball the way a lot of you do who tune into podcasts who tune into league pass games or whatever alternative methods you use to watch games right not everybody is like y'all never not everybody's like us who, who's really into that a lot of people know about zion or know about lebron james and they hear that name and that's just the automatic draw it doesn't matter what else is going on to the going on on the floor for them and so from from that standpoint or from that area i understand the pelican scheduling but there's just so, there is so many discrepancies here though it's, it's more than just one right like even if you can understand that you don't understand why is the nba hiding a trey young because trey young's very exciting to watch and the hawks are probably an exciting young team now there you go again though with the casuals right a casual probably doesn't know that the hawks are an exciting young team they probably know that they never hear about the atlanta hawks and they've heard about young somewhere before and they've maybe seen him shoot from the logo before but they know that they never make the playoffs they know that they always have a trash record and so maybe the average or uh, below average viewer that's going to be tuning in this season has no idea what the Hawks have done. And so they wouldn't care if you put the Hawks in, let's say, Miami on TV. I would care. I would love to watch that. Um, but maybe the average person doesn't. And so it kind of feels like they do they do these things with that in mind. And that's kind of what they're catering to. And so, again, I understand it. And hey, the other the, the other side of this is plenty of y'all are going to tune into these games, right? That's where I say I think the Pelicans are kind of underrated as a younger team because it's not like you guys aren't going to turn on a Zion game. Let's be real. These national TV games, if you don't have anything else to do that day or whatever, or you're somebody who regularly tunes into games, you are tuning in to see Zion. And uh, aside from the Pelicans being underrated as an up and coming team because of the hate that the hate train that's starting to form there, I can see the very early makings of that. I, I can also see it on Zion where people are saying, oh, you guys was load managing all season he hasn't done anything to deserve all of this let's not also underrate that for the time that he was in last year he was just kind of running around just like with the chicken with his his head cut off basically because he was so in and out it was so hard to get a flow and without a flow he was still pretty damn good let's not forget that either so this is just him getting rebounds and being stronger than people and moving everyone the fuck out of the way. It's just him just kind of plowing into the lane. You know, just very, very basic basketball things. And I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but he was very efficient in most of those games. He had dope stat lines most of those games that he was in and he was playing as much as he could. 
And so without even catching a rhythm, he was still one of the more exciting draws last year. He was still one of the more exciting players. And so, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. We were all pissed when Gentry pulled him in that first game and, and pulled him in games when they were trying to make the playoffs because we, I think a lot of us wanted to see the Pels in the playoffs. I know a lot of the numbers showed that. And so, yeah, we were, we were all mad with that. But this season, hopefully, God willing, I mean, I... I, I <laughs> I'm assuming they're still going to be low management. We are in the era of low management, so I'm assuming that's still going to be there. But um, there's still something there. You know, let's just not pretend that there's not nothing there, that there's no excitement there, and that this isn't going to draw a huge number of people. At least this year, let me not jinx it. You know what? I don't even want to put that out into the universe. Uh, the, I think this would be a time to probably transition into the Christmas schedule because this is the other thing, right? Like I said, there's a lot of discrepancies. Uh, I think another thing people are mad at, it's like not only do the Pelicans have all these games and they're basically yeah, force-feeding Zion to the viewers, it, they're also the opening <laughs> Christmas game. <laughs> the Pelicans in the heat. And uh, that's, uh, so look, look at this. Uh, you have, let, let me just go through the schedule real quick before I say. Uh, you have the Pelicans in heat. That's going to happen at 12 p.m. That's the opening game. Next game is the Nets and Celtics. That's awesome. You get Kyrie uh, playing in Boston, I believe. No crowd, so none of that shit really matters. But Kyrie playing his old team and Kevin Durant's return to the NBA, his long awaited return. You have the Clippers and no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Google has this. My bad. Yo, yo, the order doesn't matter. Google has the order looking stupid as hell. If you care, the order is Pelicans heat. Then it's Warriors box, actually. They play at 2.30. It's Warriors box. Then it's Nets and Celtics. Uh, you have the Mavs on Lakers with, of course, Luka and LeBron. That's a, hey, that's, that's big. That's big. You, you take the young star, uh, the young star of the playoffs last year, or at least of the first round the breakout star and put him against LeBron. That's how you know the NBA is ready. They are they are ready. They have bought all the Lucas stock theirs to buy. And then the Clippers Nuggets. That's the last game. So the 3-1 situation there. Um and so yeah, Warriors Bucks is interesting, obviously. If nothing else, just for the the funny situation that people have been talking about. That's probably never gonna happen with Giannis and the Warriors, but that's that's still funny. Instigating. <laughs> also instigating that the Bucks don't have relatively for the star and the, the repeating mvp they, they are not leading or one of the leading teams in national tv games I, I see why milwaukee fans get salty the way they do honestly i do so yeah the pelicans are the opening game against the heat who and they don't there's no relation right it's like i think that's the other random thing is that there's no relation to these teams really it just kind of seems like the last eastern con the, the finals team the heat who were in the nba finals yeah the pelicans got the champions they're putting design against the eastern conference champions very random but uh yeah that's what they gave them at least like nets and celtics you know why that's a matchup lakers mavs clippers nuggets those matchups you know why those are matchups so you can even reach and say you know why the warriors and bucks are a matchup pelicans and heat just kind of seems a little bit random so i get people's frustration there but uh hey we're, we're gonna be watching right at least we have a at least we have basketball this year and b we're gonna be watching like let's just let's just keep it a buck all right <laughs> the whole zion stand thing last year i did as a joke like i do a lot of things but we, we we will we will be watching under a microscope and you know let's pray for good health because if the pelicans that's where shit could backfire right because that's what the nba what the nba normally gets themselves in trouble is they schedule a bunch of national tv games and then they get ruined by injuries and so they've scheduled the pelicans a ton of national tv games that could easily be ruined if zion's not playing say he twisted an ankle or he's low managing a lot of those could really be ruined then of course it would still be interesting to watch brandon ingram but if you put the pelicans on tv it's because you're trying to draw that casual crowd that hears Zion and wants to watch and that crowd is not they don't give a damn about brandon ingram that's more of our type of thing <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out 
And uh, yeah, the rest of the schedule, we'll just kind of work our way through as we go through the season. I'm not really going to list every game here because we don't even know if every game is going to happen. So that's a perfect segue into the NBA's protocols because the NBA is not fucking around, bro. They're not, they're not playing about their coin. They are the coin cops. They are saying if you ruin games this year, if you do anything to deliver, not deliberately, but if you become the reason for a COVID spread or you become the reason that games have to be rescheduled and or canceled, boy, they on your ass. So uh, I'm going to read some of the tweets. These are like a mixture of tweets. I think most of these are actually from Mark Stein. And this is where we'll talk. We'll, just, we'll talk about James Harden next because this is fucking hilarious. Just it, this happened like all within 24 hours of each other. So it says that. <clears throat> at home players and staff are not allowed to enter bars lounges clubs live entertainment slash gaming venues with limited exceptions public gyms spas pool areas or large indoor social gatherings 15 or more people the nba told that to teams in the expanded health and safety guide they also say that in the nba's updated health and safety protocol the league says that violations that lead to covid19 spreads that cause schedule adjustments or impacts other teams could result in fines, suspensions, adjustments, or loss of draft choices and or game forfeiture forfeit. Yo, that's crazy. Loss of draft choices. They're not playing with y'all, bro. House arrest. They got y'all on lockdown. I don't want to play my Akon locked up sound effect because YouTube is a lot more a lot a lot more terrible about sound effects and shit like that than twitches i have my twitch soundboard out here but youtube for that three second clip right there will probably claim this whole video so i'm gonna chill and they say the last tweet here the nba teams traveling part oh sorry nba teams traveling parties are allowed only up to two guests in hotel rooms you hear that daniel house <laughs> family members or uh, and that consists of family members or longtime close personal friends who reside in the city Traveling parties are also strongly discouraged from interactions with those not associated with the team. So it's saying hashtag no groupies for one year, bro. Can y'all do without the groupies for one year? Can y'all can y'all do without creating a Tinder profile in, in every city that you visit for just one year, bro? All we're asking is for one year that you can get back to your life. We don't want you ruining any of these these Pelicans nationally televised games, any of these Zion games. Um, so, OK, yeah. So these are house arrest protocols. If you if you want a summary of them it's house arrest and i was wondering about that it was interesting that these came out because if you listen to last week's podcast that's exactly what i was talking about i was saying that i didn't think people had been preparing at all for the fact that the season wasn't just going to be this this fairy tale because we've all been talking about it that way i've seen all the tweets and all the excitement about the season it's almost like we forgot we're in a pandemic and that we have no more bubble because that's what we just got accustomed to a couple of months ago we had a bubble where there was no covid there were there weren't players missing games because of covid there was none of that so we were just oh, while all these other leagues are struggling to put something together we watched the nba do it perfectly and i think that made us forget that oh they're out there in the real world now and so these protocols come out we'll see how strictly they are enforced but uh <laughs> um i, I kind of i wanted to say more about this but it's just such a perfect segue into what happened with james harden so you heard the protocols you know what they are that segues into james harden fucking partying in 4k the day before the rockets practice now that can get take us to the trade and all that. That can take us to everything. So I guess we'll start from the beginning of that story. So the Russell Westbrook trade finally happened. Uh, Russell Westbrook was traded for John Wall. There was picks involved as well. 
that, that's the headliner, right? That's the headliner. Russ finally gone because there was trades requested there. The whole Rockets team wanted to be traded. Nobody wanted to be there. They're like, move us from Houston. Just get rid of this franchise. They, they no, Nobody wanted to be there, including the star players. And so Russ got his wish, and he's in Washington, where apparently he showed up to practice like two hours early to set the tone. Uh, intensity, all that good stuff. Everything we know Russ for, right? Russ catches a lot of slender, but at the end of the day, I've always said, I've never seen a game where Russ didn't play hard. Never seen it. He's always on 100. And so that's cool. But he also said that he, the chance to win a championship in Washington is high and he wants to win a championship. You know what, man? Look, <laughs> I mean, I got my jokes off on Twitter, but look, uh, I mean, you, you love the optimism, right? Especially coming from a guy that always plays and, and backs it up. But it, it is, it's not exactly reminiscent of what I'm about to, to say. It just reminds me of the time that Trace McGrady went to Detroit. He got, he didn't get traded there. He signed to Detroit like near the end of his career and said that he was going to do everything in his power to bring the city of Detroit a championship. Well, they'd already had championships, but he was just talking about with this specific team. And this was what, this was the year like 2011, 2012. It was like 2011 actually, because he went to the Knicks. A little bit no, no the Knicks were before that look whatever we're not doing a T-Mac retrospective right now but yeah it's it's kind of it's reminiscent of that uh although Westbrook is not completely washed like T-Mac was at that point he's not even really I wouldn't call Westbrook washed yet but it's still though it just reminded me of that comment I'm spending too much time here meanwhile while Westbrook is trying to set a tone on a team that probably has playoff hopes at best the James Harden camp or the Houston camp is waiting on James Harden to arrive. And he's kind of like on some, I'll get there when I get there time. And I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know how else to interpret this. I, I just don't, right? This, this, this is, first of all, NBA media and NBA news is so fucking unreliable. It's not even funny. Like the sources, I need y'all to start naming your sources, all right? I need names because one day James Harden is on his way to Brooklyn. Like the trade is damn near done. It's about to happen. Then the Rockets have no intention of trading James Harden. And one day, John Wall is unhappy with the, the Wizards franchise, and he's he supposedly wants a trade. Then the next day, oh, nah, James Harden has, sorry, James, John Wall, I'm about to say James Wall. John Wall hasn't requested a trade. There's nothing that's going on there. We're not trading John Wall. And then John Wall is traded. And then James Harden wants to be playing next to John Wall. Apparently, he has a preference of playing with John Wall. And then he's not at camp to start with John Wall. John Wall off of an Achilles injury on his new team is there in his Rockets gear, which by the way, looked weird as hell. I, I did not think anything of this trade until I saw him wearing a Rockets shirt. It's just so weird to see him after all those years in Washington in different gear. It, that's re it really looks like my team alternate universe type stuff. But that's besides the point. Clearly his actions say he doesn't want to be in Houston. What else does that say? He was at Lil Baby's birthday bash in 4K. In a gathering of more, probably more than 15 people with no mask during a pandemic, knowing damn well that means he can't show up to practice the next day. You know you have practice the next day. You're the star of the team. And that's a direct violation of these protocols that came out, what, at either a day before the situation happened or the same day. Like, they, they came hand in hand. How else am I supposed to take this other than James Harden doesn't want to be there? And I know Houston fans don't want to hear that. I, you know what? I haven't. I'm not even going to say that because I haven't seen. I haven't seen many Houston fans in denial. Even people with the, the damn James Harden profile pictures and whatnot. I haven't even seen them in denial. Plus, they'll probably just follow him wherever he goes. But the so the the Rockets also have a new coach, Stephen Silas. 
and they say oh yeah we expect james harden to be at, at training camp we want him to be here and we want him to be a part of what we're doing we fully expect him here james harden doesn't show up i'm using training camp practice interchangeably here james harden doesn't show up because he was at a party and then you go back to the rockets camp and the comments are oh yeah we, we still expect him to be a part of what we do we still expect him to be here we want him here we know he'll be here and then james harden posts that emoji on his instagram story and it's also i can't remember the exact quote that i heard from harden but it it was really on some i'll be there when i'm there type shit i'm sorry y'all what else are we supposed to think here given what just happened like a week and a half or two ago where him and westbrook both wanted out and now westbrook is out and clearly this, this team this this team's championship aspirations are probably no there this group's the whole thing with James Harden or whatever, this group's championships aspirations are probably no more. How was you supposed to take that? I don't know at this point. Well, we have four days till preseason. I guess James Harden will be there, but this is the thing where players have pretty much all the leverage and star players have all the leverage as their contract. Every year off of a player's, a star player's contract, a superstar player's contract is more leverage for them to do whatever they want. Because all the power is with him. If you're a superstar player, makes it publicly known that they want to be traded and that they don't see a future with your organization and then they start being toxic which let's just be real i think the last 48 hours 72 hours i think that qualifies as toxicity from your star player he's got pretty much most of the leverage maybe not where he goes i mean even then he probably has some pool there I don't know, man. That's the situation just blows my mind, bro. Why is the NBA like this? Why is the NBA like this, bro? Whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't have any information. I don't have any sources. Sorry, y'all. I can't tell y'all where Harden is going. That always kills me when people like I ask for podcast questions and people ask me like, where is a player going or what are they going to do? This is, I don't have a crystal ball, fam. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can give my opinion on certain things, but other than that, like, I don't know some of those questions like that, they want me to be the fortune teller. I don't, I have no clue. I can just tell you I'm as clueless as you right now with what's going on in Houston. I will say that if I, that's the other thing, right? This is where this gets more confusing. John Wall says he's heard from James Harden and he expects to be playing alongside him this season. But if I'm John Wall, I haven't played basketball in two years. I'm trying to start my career anew in a new city for the first time because he's played his entire career with one franchise. And now he's playing on a team that, again, I mean, at best, maybe they have some type of aspiration to go far either way i'm part of a duo that's the idea right now is that i'm a part of a duo and i would feel some type of way if i just got here and my duo partner is being this way and we don't even know where he is or when he's showing up to camp like we have a job to do and you're, you're partying during a pandemic i would feel some type of way i would feel some type of way and for me right now it makes me feel like james harden even if he's there at the beginning First of all, I told y'all weeks ago Harden's time in Houston was done. I told y'all that weeks ago. When this whole thing happened, once Westbrook wanted a trade, I immediately said right there, I think the exact tweet was, James Harden's time in Houston, get or his chances to finish his prime in Houston go down pretty much every offseason. And that was because once Westbrook asked for a trade, I was like, okay, they went through Chris Paul. Now the Westbrook thing didn't work out. His contract is getting kind of short. How many more players are you going to have in and out here before we start to say, okay, maybe they need to start looking elsewhere. Maybe they need to go separate ways. I kind of saw all this coming. I did see that coming, but this situation has gotten vastly confusing and I have no answers for you. So let's talk about John Wall and Russell Westbrook while James Harden arrives to Houston at an undisclosed time. Um, 
Russell Westbrook trade to James Harden. Now, this came up probably a week ago, or a week, probably about two weeks ago, I think, was the first time we heard of this trade. And it's, of course, it's shocking. Like, it's, it's weird to see Westbrook in a Washington jersey. Like, I never thought of Westbrook playing for the Wizards. And I never thought of John Wall being traded for him, too. Like, it's really weird. But obviously, it it makes sense from the standpoint that there just weren't many places to send either of these players. Because with John Wall, what you have is a player on a crazy contract, by the way, given the situation. Given that he hasn't played basketball in like over a year, given that he is off of multiple injuries, most recently of what we know is a Achilles. Here, I'm looking up his contract for you just so I can put a number to it because the number is always shocking. I'm pretty sure he has an option for 50 million at some point. There's so much on basketball. Here we go. In the 2022 offseason, so check it out. 2021 season, he's going to make 41 million. Next season, he's going to make 44 million. And then in the offseason right there, he has a player option, a player option for 47 million. Now, we watched Hayward turn down his money and then he went and got his money somewhere else. Wherever John Wall is, I don't think there's a chance in hell that he's turning out $47 million. I, I just, I don't see that right now, but who knows? Maybe something happens, but I don't know. You don't know what you're getting with John Wall. You don't know what you're getting right now because he was an explosive point guard. He's not a sniper from the three-point line. He can hit some mid-range. He's not a horrific shooter or anything. But a lot of his game was athleticism. A lot of his game was explosion. He's not really known to move off ball, which is another interesting thing playing with James Harden. I feel like we just did this where we had Russell Westbrook and Harden. And it was like, okay, well, Westbrook once upon a time or Harden once upon a time, both of them had some experience with off ball, blah, 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 whatever. That whole experiment didn't work like we pretty much thought it wouldn't. So now we have another one where it's still questionable. But... On top of John Wall's contract, Russell Westbrook, again, also kind of had a crazy contract because he's not what he once was. He's still good, right? I don't want to talk about Russ like he, he's trash because a lot of people talk about Russ like he's trash these days, and that's simply not true. The last we saw of him was coming off of that injury inside the bubble after an NBA or after the stoppage. And so the last image we have in our heads of Westbrook isn't that great. And for most people, it wasn't that great to begin with. But still, though, when you combine everything that's happened with the amount of money that he's supposed to be making... That's what made a Westbrook trade hard. That's why when the, those rumors came up, I was like, I don't even really know where he could go. I don't really know where you can send this guy. And so <laughs> where you send him is to the team that also has a guy where they don't know where they could send him. It's like kind of a lateral swap, if you're asking me. I think this is pretty lateral. I don't think it... So, okay, at least for the Washington Wizards, right? Let's put it this way. At least for the Washington Wizards, you know what you're getting in Westbrook. It's not a wild card. He's not coming off of some injury. You know, at best, he's going to sell tickets, definitely, whenever that's possible again. He's going to draw viewership to your team. I'm pro I'm going to watch more Wizards games this year. I, I didn't really care to just see Bradley Beal do cardio last year, but I, I'll tune in a more Wizards game just because I'm curious about the fit with Westbrook and him, and I'd like to see Westbrook play. Like I said, if Westbrook had to come to the Magic, I would have watched the Magic play. Um... So you're the Wizards. I actually like this trade for the Wizards, especially because you're in the Eastern Conference and this team can definitely make the playoffs. You've got a new rookie. Bradley Beal is a certified star. And then you get Westbrook. You're like this team in the Eastern Conference can definitely make the playoffs. So I like this for them. And you know what you're getting with the Rockets. You now have John Wall, who is like I just said off the Achilles injury, tons of money coming up. And it is totally you're totally in the dark. You have no clue. 
I wish the best for Wall. I want to see him be what he was, obviously. But y'all already know I don't think too highly of Achilles injuries. I just don't. I've never seen it work in my lifetime. I've never seen it. I've never seen that come to fruition yet. And we have two two examples now we get to watch this season with Wall and Durant. Two chances to, to make me more optimistic, but I'm not. So not only with your, when you're the Rockets do you not have a clue what you're, you're getting from Wall, but you don't know what's going on with your star player, and he clearly doesn't want to be here. And if I was the Rockets, I told y'all, with the whole James Harden thing, I would be, I, I'd pick up the phone. I know they don't want to talk to Daryl Morey. They don't want to do business with him or whatever, but I'd be picking up the phone right now trying to get Ben Simmons. I'm going to just keep it a stack. How, however I can, whatever I have to include, blah, blah, blah. The central pieces of the deal would be James Harden and Ben Simmons. That's what I'd be trying to do. I'd be trying to get that young star, young defensive star who's going to get better, going to be one of the better players in the NBA or a player that doesn't want to be here anymore. And he's young, by the way. And so you can start building again. And of course, if you were Philly, I think you would probably want James Harden and Embiid. I think that increases your chances for a championship. And for the Rockets, you could just figure things out and you can go because I don't think it's realistic to think that John Wall is, is a building piece, right? I don't think I'm saying anything crazy there. How old is John Wall right now? John, John Wall is, wow. <laughs> he's been gone for so long and he's been in the NBA since 2010. You think he's older. He's 28. But still, though, off on Achilles, I don't know if that's a building piece. It'll be 30 in two years or a year and a half or whatever. I don't really know if that's a building piece. That's a that's a hell of a contract, too. I think that becomes an issue for the Rockets a little bit later down the road. The Rockets are just not in a good situation, man. No matter which way you slice it, Houston is not in a good situation right now. And so, in a world where James Harden reports to camp and him and John Wall mesh perfectly and they become this dynamic duo this season and John Wall returns to all-star level, I'll just take my L, bro. I'll just take my L because from where we're sitting right now, I don't see how we get from where we are right here to there. I just don't see it right now. I'm not saying there's not a path there. I'm just saying I don't see it. I don't have fucking crystal ball, like I said, but I don't see it. So if you ask me what I think about the Rockets, those are pretty much my thoughts on the Rockets. I, I'm not optimistic at all. Um... I'm sorry. Let me just. I I feel bad though because I've been talking about this trade, and in case you hadn't, in case you hadn't been keeping up with it, I do want to get you the full information on it. I did want to get you the uh, the pick. <laughs> Some of these headlines call it a a total desperation move. Um. Ah, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So the Wizards traded the Rockets also with along with John Wall a protected first round pick and so Shams put all the details for the protection of that pick it's in 2023 it's a lottery 2024 it's top 12 2025 top 10 2026 top 8 and then it becomes two second rounders so that's what's going that's the other thing they sent there so you just kind of have to wait and see how that works out right um Hey, interesting to say the least, because I don't know, like I said, my synopsis for this whole thing, I don't know where you're going to send either one of these guys. I don't know any other team out there that really needed Russell Westbrook right now or needed to send assets for him. And I don't know where else you could have sent John Wall. So it kind of kind of feels like that was one of the only deals out there. Of course, it wasn't, but it just feels that way. You know what I'm trying to say? And so that's what's going on with the Rockets and Lakers. Those are your, that's your big thing. Um, James Harden's already putting the protocols to the test, and I have my best wishes for the protocols, the house arrest protocols. We'll see. This that should make for some funny storylines because there's also a snitch hotline. Again, we talked about that last uh, last week. And so, if guys are out at the club, we, if we catch Kawhi out at the strip club in 4K again, then the Clippers are gonna have to forfeit picks that they don't have. <laughs> That shit is crazy. I think that's like severe. I think I'm pretty sure like this all this all uh, goes with the severity, right? So that means like OKC has a million lives and whatnot. I'm pretty sure it goes with the severity of the offense. I don't think they just take picks away right at the beginning. So that is going to be very interesting, my friends. 
Moving on, Anthony Davis resigned with the Los Angeles Lakers. Let me just strike through a couple of these topics that I talked about. Yes, Anthony Davis resigned with the Lakers, or agreed at least. And his deal, oh wow, actually, LeBron had also signed too. So yeah, like I said, so much had already happened. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm gonna need water in a second here. So LeBron James signs his contract first. He signs an extension. And so at the end of the day, he's going to have three seasons left with the Lakers that we know of. And so he's already played too. So at the end of this all, everything works out. LeBron will have played five total years as a Laker. That man's career is so long and so good. It's crazy. That shit sounded weird. Am I? That shit sounded weird as I was going through it. <laughs> hey, y'all, let me relax. <laughs> it's just weird to think that he has like, he's already got a championship with the Lakers. Uh, they're competing for a championship this year. And, um, by the time his contract ends, it would be the 2023 season. And so then things get very interesting because, first of all, who knows what three more years looks like. Right now, you just saw the LeBron case for GOAT thing I did. He really hasn't slowed down much, and I don't expect him to slow down much this season. So then there's two after that, and then his son will be in the NBA. And he's already said that unless he's just trash, he wants to play with his son. He said he won't stick around if he's just garbage. I don't think LeBron is going to be garbage in three years, but again, the crazier things have happened. And so I think he would definitely stick out at least one year to play with his son. So the end of LeBron's career right now, to me, looks like probably around 2024. And I know we all talk about time going fast, but that that is awesome. That is awesome because I feel like, well, not feel like LeBron has been around the entire time I've watched the NBA. And it's going to be hard to deal with not having LeBron around anymore because he's just been that great. And so at least at this specific moment, we have three seasons that we know of and we have hopefully one more after that. And that would be... That would be crazy to see him and Bronny in the league together. That time will go fast. That time will go fast. I'll tell you one thing that shows me how crazy time goes is LaMelo Ball, because I remember being in college and seeing the first time I ever heard of him, seeing that video of him pointing to the half court line and shooting. He was like a fucking kid then. And now he's a grown man. Well, he's not a grown man yet. He looks like a grown man. And he's in the NBA. He's a lotto pick. It happened just like that. And it's going to happen the same way for Bronny. So that'll be cool. But the more important thing here is, because we don't know what's happening in the future, <clears throat> they locked LeBron James up. Then they get Anthony Davis to follow suit with a five-year contract with a player option for that fifth year. So it's four that we know of, and then we'll see the option. So at least for three years, we should have LeBron James in three more years. We should have LeBron James and Anthony Davis as a duo. That will take you until 2023. The Lakers have... Probably one of the best duos ever locked up for another three years. Wow. Do you want to place a bet that that yields at least one more ring without injuries? I mean, it has to, right? Especially like the with it with this duo is right now with their talent level. That has to yield at least one more championship, I would think, which would put LeBron at five, put Anthony Davis at two. At least one more. And so what happens after that is interesting because that means Anthony Davis will in all likelihood probably do one season on the Lakers without LeBron and then he'll be able to decide where he wants to go and he won't even be that old. What is Anthony Davis's age right now? If we if we're just looking into the future, Anthony Davis is 27 years old. Yeah, so wow, he'll still basically be in his prime by the time he gets to decide if he wants to continue going on with the Lakers and knowing the Lakers, they will probably have like shored that up as well. Now, the time it starts to look like LeBron James is on his way out, they'll probably have something else there. Ooh, that leads to an interesting conversation because, well, it's not going to happen, but they, I do have the Giannis comments written down. Um, but they, I don't really think Giannis and AD fit that well together anyways. But it, it, all, that, all that is irrelevant. The Lakers had a bomb-ass 
offseason. You can't, you can't hate. But people think because I'm a Celtics fan, I'm supposed to hate the Lakers. I, I know we all joke and we all get jokes off on Twitter, but I really don't take this shit as serious as most people. I always wear other teams' gear. I wear other teams' hats. Um, sometimes I wear NBA Jam shirts of other teams. I'm not gonna, I'm not like out here with fucking torches and stones for other teams unless we're on twitter outside of that it is what it is the lakers did amazing this offseason they just won the championship they they lost some pieces and then they got some pieces exactly what they needed to do because i thought they were important pieces like rondo and howard leaving and they just filled that right they, they filled that void immediately and they locked up their future yeah shout out to the lakers man y'all did y'all did great y'all have nothing to worry about for a while at least from where we stand right now and so that would be interesting, though, that we have, or that is interesting that we have a little bit more clarity on the ending of LeBron's career. But I'm gonna, I want to enjoy every second of it. I want to enjoy every second of it. Because one thing that definitely makes me sad these days is just the fact that I was a kid watching Kobe. And I barely remember it, man. But I know I watched so much of it. I know I watched so much of his career and our battles with the Celtics. He was our, you know, fierce rival back then. And, uh, you know... Just the, how fast all that went and how little memory because some of that stuff is like 10 years old so the memories are so hazy and now he's gone you know and so i'm just trying to enjoy everything we have left of lebron while he is in the on the stage still you know uh speaking of the celtics i guess we'll move on i did talk a little bit about boston here Kimball walker is going to miss the first part of the season and he'll be reevaluated in january apparently uh knee ailments oh that's tough, bro. That's tough. We didn't get Miles Turner this offseason. We got Tristan Thompson instead. Our look, I like Kimba. People ask what I think about Kimba, especially my my friends in Discord when we're playing 2K because we often talk about the Celtics. You're like, do you even like Kimba? Yeah, I, I love Kimba. I didn't want to when I heard him in trade rumors, I was like, I didn't want to give up on Kimba already. Uh he hit many clutch shots in the playoffs, so we need him down the stretch. He's a you know, excellent shot maker, definitely a liability on defense. But my what, you know where I start to have the problem is like when it's a liability on defense and these these injuries now knee injuries to be exact man Boston Celtics and knee injuries fuck me bro <laughs> Kevin Garnett you, you know what really scares me is I have PTSD from the Kevin Garnett the uh, Kevin Garnett era because in 2008 this is, it felt so similar in 2009 sorry you know 2009 when Kevin Garnett had that knee injury and they were like, oh, everything's fine. He's going to be back. We're going to reevaluate him. And then it wasn't fine. No, it was never fine again. He didn't come back. Well, he did come back, but he could. He clearly couldn't play. Uh, he missed that whole season. We lost the, in the second round because of it. And then he came back and he was good, but he was never as good as before that injury. And so anytime you hear something about mysterious about a knee, same thing with Kyrie Irving. He had some knee problems. He missed some games. Next thing you know, he's out for the season. And so anytime you tell me about one of our, one of our star players with a random we'll see knee injury, I, I don't I don't get optimistic. Uh, at least we'll see more Marcus Smart, though. Marcus Smart, if you didn't know, is my favorite Celtic, especially after last year's playoffs. Um, I love watching Marcus Smart. I think every team needs Marcus Smart. I was pissed when I heard he was in trade rumors at a certain point. No, we're not trading him. We no. He along with Jason Tatum and Brown, Smart has to stay. He's untouchable. We, he's our he's our German Green. He's gotta he's gotta be here. That energy, anyways. He's gotta stay here. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Boston. Uh, I'm assuming Jason Tate that'll give Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown more shot opportunities. Smart keeps improving on offense, so that's good as well. But yeah, we just pay Tatum all that money, so I want to see him take steps forward and. 
not having Kimba there will, I mean, Kimba makes the game easier, obviously having another shot maker, but now there's more shots to go around. So we'll see what happens there. People keep asking me, what do you think about Boston this season? Man, we'll see, bro. We'll see. And y'all will see, because I'll be streaming games on Twitch. Well, I'm not going to stream games on Twitch, but just like I did in the playoffs where we watched the game and y'all hear the audio, but I'm watching the game. So we kind of watch the game together. Yeah, we'll be doing that for a lot of national games and probably some League Pass games as well. I don't know. That one might get me in trouble. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, that's going on. That's what's going on with uh, Boston. There were comments made. There were comments made throughout the week. Plenty of comments, actually. Where do I start? Before I start with any of that, we'll just talk about the fact that Leandro Ball signed with the Pistons, if you didn't know. So now all of the Ball brothers are in the NBA. So that's awesome because we always wondered if that trifecta was going to happen. It didn't feel that way. It, it felt like Leandro was permanently blackballed, and he wasn't. He's in the league now, and so that's cool. Um, well, every time I look back at my page here, I see more comments that were made. <laughs> so let's start with the honest comments. I mean, those are kind of old now. Um, first of all, this kind of ties into something else, because I made that barbershop talk on the main channel when the Bucks made that trade for Drew Holiday and that what we now know was a myth trade for Bogdanovic. And I thought Giannis was pretty much wrapped up to stay with the Bucks because they had made the Bucks made some moves, you know, and what they gave up there that I kind of felt like, okay, that means they have they have it in writing somewhere that Giannis probably wants to be there. That he's probably going to sign there. And I thought they'd done everything to keep him. And then the Bogdanovic thing didn't happen. And so Giannis still hasn't inked a contract. We don't know anything about if he's going to or when. It seems like we're headed for the the infamous star player on his the last year of his deal season and we know the rumors fly and people get mad because rumors fly but why do you expect rumors not to fly it's like i said at the beginning like i don't i never get mad at stupid or i never get i never get mad at things that just seem like common sense like you know why it would happen like people like they, they have this holier than thou complex when Draymond green and kevin durant got into it it is oh you guys are making it more than it is uh, like all right we told y'all and now this man is a net like that net had something to do with it and so it's always something that people are like oh calm down this doesn't mean anything then uh seven months later it meant something shut y'all asses up bro <laughs> um but yeah, Giannis is, uh, so Giannis's comments basically talking about how he, he was the MVP. Well, LeBron James is the best player in the world. That was one interesting thing because you don't see that often, especially for players that are competing to be the best in the world. You don't often see them look around and say, yeah, the other guy is the best player in the world. But you see it sometimes. You see it sometimes. Let me take you back to 2008, 2009. LeBron did say that about Kobe, which was always interesting to me, right? Because look, I'm not going to. I, I never bring this up because I just don't do this. Kind of like when Nick Wright had all those those lame ass comments for Kobe the day before he passed away. I never I never bring any of that up because we don't we can't tell what's gonna happen, right? But we're not gonna say and pretend the Kobe disrespect wasn't absolutely ridiculous when he was still here. That we ain't forget, bro. We ain't fucking forget. <laughs> People used to pretend he was never the best player in the NBA. All this and that, and it always used to trip me out because this thing that Giannis just said about LeBron. Um, LeBron won't say about Kobe while they were competing for that title pretty much while LeBron was still great but obviously not the best yet of course the revisionist history has made it so that he was the best around that time well he wasn't and he did say the same thing he said that let me, let me see it's in his song I think I, he's the best player in the game it's just that simple no that's that was somebody else that was Stephen A. Smith and LeBron said yeah LeBron also did have a quote there it's there and um, it's interesting to hear now because we're in the social media era and everything is 
everything is blasted and everything gets way more opinions than it did like i'm sure if uh, yeah, 2009 we were on myspace and nba myspace wasn't a thing that i remember and so <laughs> we probably didn't take it uh, as much when lebron was mvp level and had already been to a finals and was clearly you know trying to have a rivalry with kobe they just couldn't meet in the finals but then he got he went and said that about him i did see some people having problems with Giannis saying that about lebron but i just wanted to remind y'all it happened before but that wasn't the only thing Giannis said uh I mean, it's just true, right? Look, I also I also commend Giannis for being humbled, because it's just like Patrick Beverly said on his Instagram that one time: if you get if you can dish it out, you got to be able to take it too. And the thing was, we we ain't forget either that Giannis put the crown on his head during a game with the Lakers with LeBron on the floor, <laughs> and he said, "I wear this very visibly. I wear this shit now." And uh, you know, we LeBron gets called the king, and we know all the crown talk, heavy as the head, blah blah blah. He that was that was on purpose. And so then he got second rounded. And so the man is taking his L. He got second rounded. He hasn't been to the finals yet. So he, he took his L. It's still, it, it, as I knew, I know some competitors that are like, I probably wouldn't, uh, I don't want to hear that. Or why would you say that? But the man was humbled, bro. The man was humbled. He's got to get better. He knows he's got to get better. So that's cool. At least there's a sign there. He also said that Kobe once told him that he had, he would have to sacrifice to win. And he started, that That was more interesting. That was a more interesting comment is starting to hear him say things like, I don't really mind being the one, two, or three guy. Okay, again, I do want to remind y'all who have problems with it. That's kind of been said before by LeBron, not really. And plus, most of y'all probably think it's Cap. LeBron did one time, once upon a time when he was with the Cavaliers, say that he would come off the bench if he had to. He wouldn't mind coming off the bench. He wouldn't mind being a six man. Now, of course, that's never been close to being put to the test, but even to be the best player in the NBA and come out and even say something like that, that every player can't do that. Melo clearly was out of his prime and was laughing at the idea of coming off the bench in OKC. He's still talking about it being an adjustment in Portland, but that, you know, one that he'll take. And so every player don't, it, it might seem easy to say, but every player doesn't really just come out and say that though. Every player doesn't have that same mindset, but yeah. So Jan, that I think that's a similarity there. And then Giannis was like, Oh yeah. You know, if KD or LeBron or Anthony Davis wanted to come join me in Milwaukee, that'd be cool. Now, that does sound more like a... It kind of sounds like it's in a joking manner. Because, obviously, that's not going to happen. LeBron and AD just got locked up over there. And KD is in the, the, hit the last portion of his career, probably. So, that kind of sounds like he's... Kind of sounds like he's trying to put Milwaukee's fans' mind at peace, you know? Put their minds at peace that, hey, yeah, I don't mind playing with another star. But do they want to come here? That's kind of how I took it. But I also don't see pen on paper yet. <laughs> I don't see a signature on a max extension yet. And so that talk of I don't mind being a, a whatever guy I have to be to win with no contract signed and six months until we have to start talking about that for real or seven months. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Because when I made that video, I thought the Bucks had him locked up. When I made the barbershop talk, I thought the Bucks had him locked up. And I, we're, the weeks are progressing. Looks like we're going to start the season. We're not knowing where he's going. And so I'm sorry, but this is about to be a circus. It sounds like it's about to be a circus. Um, I'll talk I'll talk more about the reactionary things at the end. So those are Giannis' comments. Uh, I, look, people have different, people have different views on them. I just want to let y'all know that a lot of these things by great players have kind of been said before. We'll see, though. This is very interesting, given the situation at the moment. More comments. Yeah, we'll go there. More comments by Paul George. <laughs> hey, guys, Paul George wants to retire a Clipper after he was in OKC to stay, after he wanted to bring Indiana a championship and he didn't want to leave. 
Look, man, the NBA is a weird business, right? But I will say it every week. Matter of fact, I might have to make merch off this. I have to might have to make a shirt. Everything in life is optics. And it just doesn't look good when you have three different graphics of Paul George saying, I want to retire here, basically. <laughs> it just doesn't, again, doesn't matter why it happened, no matter how it happened, life is optics. And that's what we have now. It's Paul George saying he wanted to retire in three different places. He's also got an option to leave this year, which I had already said him and Kawhi. I think they just wanted to be in LA. I don't really see them leaving. So maybe he will retire Clipper or if it was up to him, right? I don't think, I don't think when they leave, I don't really know if it's going to be on his own terms. I think it would be more likely that he was traded given, you know, the trajectory or where things are going, but he had more comments than that. He also said that he didn't really like the way Doc Rivers was using him, that he respects him, but he didn't like the way he was using him. He thought he was being used more like a Ray Allen and a JJ Redick when that's just not his game. Uh, it was interesting because Kevin O'Connor <laughs> brought receipts. He was like, oh, that's weird because here are your numbers from this season. Not scoring numbers, but like play breakdown numbers. Man, that's wild. That man brought out synergy stats on PG. <laughs> that man brought out his own synergy stats and was like, uh, yeah, this isn't exactly how you were used. And it's interesting because I don't think when, especially when like Paul George and Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes are sitting around talking, I don't think, I don't think any of them have their synergy stats floating around their head. I think they have... I, it, that's the thing right there's, there's nuance in conversation and it always gets lost so maybe 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 pg was thinking of specific moments maybe in specific clutch moments in specific games where he wasn't used the way that he thought he could to actually get a specific result but overall if you start breaking it down and bringing out receipts and bringing out numbers i think if you started doing that with a lot of things with a lot of conversations they would quickly break down right because we always remember things slightly different than they happen or we don't do a great job explaining exactly what we're trying to say so maybe that's what was going on there but again everything in life is optics and so people see things pg says and then they see what happened or what's happening and they're like yo these don't line up <laughs> and doc was like doc doc chimed in doc was like oh well that's interesting because uh your new coach was sitting right next to me <laughs> that man pulled out the Mark Phillips instigator shit. I been saying, well, your new coach is sitting right next to me, so. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, bro, he left Tyrone Lou to hang out and dry right there. That is that is petty. That is petty Doc or petty Glenn. Wait, is that what we're calling him, or did they, did everybody forget about that already? I think even news organizations have already not have already abandoned calling him Glenn because I, I did see a couple of trying last month, and I don't think anybody's really trying anymore. That's fucking hilarious, bro. Um yeah you know eh, hey man the age of availability players being on podcasts uh everyone having an opinion look if i was an nba player bro I, I say this on stream sometimes i'd be just like why y'all would have a deep fried picture of one of my successful moments and nothing else i wouldn't fuck with y'all at all <laughs> if i was a player because <laughs> everything you say is going to be put under a microscope every single thing um you don't remember everything you said so something that you say in your career is bound to contradict with something that you said earlier in your career and you're gonna get torn apart for that and then like you, you you're very visible on social media and so damian lillard that 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 whole thing is still going on i don't know if y'all saw that on instagram but lillard said al capone which i think he when um paul george was talking about 
wanting to retire as a clipper so they're still con continuing their little spat from the bubble like i said bro i'd be just like why y'all wouldn't know where i was that's just it's just too much the internet is already too much on its own but then to be the center of something i'd be just like why bro I i'll shoot 20 percent in the game seven i'll see y'all next year y'all wouldn't i wouldn't see anything y'all said y'all wouldn't hear anything from me i'll just be back at my job next year <laughs> shout out to Kawhi for that bro um yeah those are paul george's comments take them how you will and that whole situation how you will and again i do want to see the battle of la so i'm hoping for a better season from him absolutely because he called last season unacceptable so hey at least he accepted that right um ooh, wow more fake fucking news man who knew this whole time the fake news was actually from the nba so apparently apparently earlier this week there was a Kyrie media blackout apparently there was a Kyrie media blackout he wasn't going to be talking to the media I wondered in my head how that was going to happen because I'm pretty sure media availability is is part of the whole thing right like you have to be there you have to be available you have to answer questions sometimes or it, at, at best you have to show up like uh Marshawn Lynch used to and just be like I'm just here so I don't get fined or something you had to give him something but apparently Kyrie wasn't going to talk to the media then we found out oh no wait that wasn't the full quote He's not actually doing a blackout. As a matter of fact, I had this whole thing pulled up. Let me let me go back because I don't want to I don't want to start reporting fake news here. And that made me mad because again, these things are reported from sources. Look, start naming your sources, bro. Start naming your sources because when it goes left, we gotta have somebody to hold accountable. We just do. Uh, let's go. So the first one was it was a note from Kyrie Irving and talking about how COVID impacted us da, 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 and how life hit differently. And there was he was making changes. And that change we were told was he was not talking to the media. Then it came out from his publicist. Or the founder of the sports publicist that he's part of, whatever. This doesn't mean he won't do traditional media. He has every intent on building build building. He has every intent on building a mutually respectful relationship with the media. This is his first attempt to communicate directly and effectively with the people who cover him the most. That's the news. He's not having media blackout. He's trying to have a better relationship with them. Because the last few years, it hasn't been that great. It wasn't that great. He was pissed when he got caught talking to KD in the huddle, or in the huddle, in the hallway, but then they ended up playing together. And then at the beginning of the year when he was like, I'm here to stay in Boston. And by midway through that year, he was like, oh, actually, I do what I want. I don't owe anybody an explanation, which was interesting because I had, again, I told you all, you fucking head asses. Oh, you're overreacting. It doesn't mean anything. And then we didn't have Kyrie anymore four months later. Like I said, we wouldn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that happened. And so uh, this you could probably trace this all back to when. A media reporter asked Kyrie what type of parental figure LeBron James was when he was in Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that, bro. How, how do we so? I, I don't understand what goes through some reporters' minds, but that that is a thing that happened. And so, I guess it's kind of like wanting to not not rebuild but improve his relationship with the media. That's cool. That's cool because I think Kyrie is pretty misunderstood. He does a lot of good things. He hasn't had. I mean, the the, the things that went down in Boston weren't good. They weren't good. That was, and I think there was some. <laughs> am I about to both sides this shit? I don't. I don't like. I don't like doing the whole both sides things. There was trouble in Boston, right? Whatever. He's trying to do better here, but he's not blocking out the media. You were bamboozled. It was fake news. Start do. Start before you hit retweet or quote tweet or whatever. Start doing a deep dive into things, because my goodness, bro, the NBA is worse than every news organization combined when it comes to these things. 
Um, but I wish him a successful season. Uh, I guess that's an old thing where people thought I didn't like Kyrie or whatnot. I'm hoping him and KD are healthy and they do great. Because at the end of the day, I just want to see good basketball. I don't get why that's so hard. And unless that's against Boston. Other than that, I want to see great basketball. So that's PG. That is Kyrie. And then Jamichael Green had a comment. Jamichael Green. <laughs> Bro, everybody, a couple of people hit the Clippers on the way out. I remember Trez said something, didn't he? Um, I didn't have Jamichael Green's comments uh, written down. He said something slick. Ah, oh, that's right. Jamichael Green pulled an Iguodala. Yeah, we have to call it an Iguodala, right? Because... Well, I mean, technically it's a KD, but it's a much lesser version. I mean, he blew, they blew a 3-1 lead, then he left, but nobody cares because it's Jermichael Green and it's not a superstar player or an MVP player. He's on the Nuggets now, and he said about the Clippers, just the way they move the ball and play together as a team, you can go out there. You can go out there comfortable. They didn't put the full quote there. He said also blowing the 3-1 lead, they just fought. It showed you the type of heart they had. It wasn't a tough decision. So <laughs> that's a shot on the clip is at the way out and again in the interest of good basketball and also wanting to see the battle of la i want to see the clippers have a redemption season because they were supposed to do much better there than they did and they had all this this toxicity on their way out after blowing the 3-1 lead then they had comments coming out from these guys and you had a couple of people go to rivals you had jermichael green go to the nuggets you had trez go right across the hall so this is gonna be a very interesting season meanwhile again this just doesn't seem like such a huge deal because Wow, I really hope that audio was not playing on the desktop. Okay, it's not, because there's a fucking Cinnabon commercial playing, and y'all would have heard that if it was... Okay, cool. It wasn't playing. Um, yeah, yeah, guys taking shots on the way out, and meanwhile, you don't hear... you. Normally, you hear a star player's opinion on this, right? And I don't know if anybody's even asked why Leonard, what he thinks about any of this, and I don't think if anybody will. And even if you do, you won't get any information out of it. <laughs> I told y'all, bro, I'd be just like, why? I'd be just like, why? Uh, comeback season, though. We'll see for LA um as far as nba news let me just hop on twitter and make sure i didn't miss anything and yeah look i saved pretty much everything this week for the podcast on here yeah okay cool i just wanted to make sure nothing broke while i was while i was sitting here um yeah i i saved everything for the podcast i was just thinking like how much youtube has like changed for me because i guess i probably would have made an individual video for almost everything that happened this week at once upon a time and now i have a podcast because somebody asked me the question about that like does having a podcast make traditional content harder and it definitely makes it different because i don't know I, I think i've grown out of like chasing trends and youtube views like i just don't even want to anymore like that ass i could have probably i could have probably made a, a clickbait title out of every one of these situations this week and had probably 10 videos come out and it's just and, and probably have boosted my ad revenue and boosted my views and i just don't even care about that shit anymore bro i just don't want to i really don't want to like I, I, it is way more chill to get on here and to discuss this stuff over like an hour and have some formed thoughts about them because i don't really I mean, I guess I could have like a reaction thing where the minute John Wall and Westbrook got traded, I guess I could have like a raw reaction or whatever. I just don't, I just don't care about any of this shit. Man. I really don't. I really just don't care about chasing after it or that shit like that. 
I just like to, to make my content how I make it. Everybody else do what they want. Because somebody asked me a question about it. That's the only reason I just went on that little tangent. We had so much news there that were probably all individual videos. And that's just not my style. Even if it was at one point. Because there was a point where I used to make a video like every three days. Maybe it was my style at one point. It's, it's just not now. So the Domcast is where it's at. If you want to know my thoughts on big things that happen. I mean, of course, like if something really big happens, like when I thought Giannis was about to resign with the Bucks, I was like, okay, that's like right now worthy. Um, Chris Paul, that was a major trade. I was like, that's right now worthy. The Westbrook and Wall trade, the reason you didn't see an individual video about that from me was because I saw it as a very lateral move. I don't think it shifted a whole lot for either team and so to get on there and, and stretch and make a, a video about it right then and there i was like bro i can just wait for the podcast and i can talk about it in conjunction with all the other things that that has to do with you know yeah that's just that's just where i am these days um that's that's it for nba news this week that is it for nba news we made it about an hour just off of nba news so pretty much three times what we got last week and you can pretty much expect that moving forward and probably again i don't know if i said it at the beginning or if that was at a different take but probably more than one podcast some weeks because the news would just be fast and furious and the nba is going to be super dramatic this year so yeah and it's on my own channel so i can do what the fuck i want okay moving on um i only have a couple of game things here because i forgot to talk about the nba 2k update last week i'm pretty sure i did the 2k update came out there was a patch for next gen and uh, i'll talk about some of the errors later but the big thing was they were trying to curb how much this game was turning out like NBA 2K13 and NBA 2K9 because if you didn't know for whatever reason you don't have it or you're not really watching videos about it you could just dunk on anybody <laughs> so like it's, you were help like me being a big man you're just helpless before the patch because if a dunk animation started it, it really felt more like an arcade game when it came out it felt like the, the contact animations were just to get the nastiest dunks you could possibly, the nastiest dunk animations you could possibly get every single time. Didn't matter what badges you had, you couldn't really block shots, all that stuff. It, it was a mess. The rec center was a mess. People were throwing alley-oops off the glass in traffic on people. It was so goddamn stupid. I'm not going to lie. It was cool like the first night, but it, it just, it got ridiculous. It, it, I think it was a bit much. Um so moving through the update yeah if you've been wondering how that affected it you can block shots now being a big man under the rim is not as terrifying because if you're there and you have stamina and you have your badges you can actually turn yourself into a brick wall guys aren't just going to be catching your body on alleys if you were watching on stream last night i i have hall of fame posterizer on and hall of fame lob city finisher and I, I tried to catch a crazy alley over somebody, but I had no stamina. And so a couple of weeks ago, it felt like that was going in every time. Uh, but this week, there was somebody there. And so I, the dunk was really, really crazy, and he missed it. Where in last week, it would have just been yeah, ESPN top 10 material. And so that's cool. That, that is an update that happened there. They were supposedly supposed to fix the face scan feature. So I wasn't going to be Asian 2K anymore because, again, my player is Asian because I don't have my face scan because it doesn't work because the game crashes every single time you try to load it. And so I even took a new one because they said, hey, the face scan thing works now. It, it, it was a rare crash uh, that happened when you try to upload your face scan. That doesn't happen anymore, guys. Well, guess what it does? I tried right after the update. I even did a new scan, still crashes. So I might just be stuck with Asian 2K for foreseeable future but i did reach out to ld2k and let him know that's still a problem he's always been really good about taking whatever issue i find and trying to you know let people know about it or let the people know about it the 
play now online future is still broken and so we got two wins now instead of one yay yeah that's that's big news because we've played how many play now online games now like 10 and my record says two and oh and i'm talking about 10 on stream i played 10 on stream probably and no wins come from them no losses come from them we played as the washington wizards with westbrook and we won but and they counted that win but after that they didn't count anything they didn't count a loss that i had they didn't count a win that i had and that's again like the mode is uh, it's copy and pasted if you didn't know from current gen it's still the same dumb tier shit so nobody even plays it to begin with and now if you say okay you know what streaming it is fun my viewers enjoy it i want to try to progress through it and we'll have a little bit of fun i can't even progress through it because it doesn't work so there's that um what else did the patch oh yeah they, they, okay one thing they got successfully off is they did fix the lag in the park so again you guys were asking oh are you playing on broadcast i was playing on broadcast inside the park because you couldn't play on the 2k cam without it lagging it was crazy lag frame drops all that they did fix that you can play on 2k cam perfectly now whatever it was that was causing those issues i'm not exactly sure but they went to work on it and they got that fixed because that made the city unplayable pretty much I, I didn't mind the broadcast camera as the alternative since I had to do it, but I wouldn't do it again. I don't trust people who plan broadcast. So now what they'll have to be working on in the future is the hang where when you start somebody's scenario in my league, it crashes. I'm sure you guys saw that from Kenny because he made a, a Twitter uh, video about it and it was titled Help Us. And um, so this one is relevant because somebody made a scenario where you can restart the NBA in 1949, which is the beginning of the NBA. That's the that's the infinity gauntlet, right? That's what we always talked about. What we always joked about anyway is because I restarted the NBA from what? Where did we restart in 1997? Because Thunder Shack made a great 1997 mod, so I was able to start the NBA, restart the NBA from there on PC last year and go forward. So that was sick. So we were like, man, that'd be crazy. What if we could take it back to the beginning? And that always just kind of seemed like a joke, because how the fuck are you going to do that? And then my NBA came out. You had the ability to drop your league to 12 teams, I think. And so you could really, hypothetically, if somebody had a scenario like that, and the courts were done, and the players were done, and the jerseys were done, I wasn't going to do all that work. But somebody did. Somebody did already. And they released that roster, and they released that scenario. And so if you can load it on your PlayStation 5, technically, you can go ahead and start a sim from there. Now, of course, there's many, aside from the actual problem of it just not working because you download it and you start looking through the roster and it crashes and looking through the roster is essential. Got to make edits and shit like that. Aside from that being an issue, there's two issues. First of all, somebody, I can't confirm this 100%, but somebody told me if you bring the NBA down to 12, you can only add six more teams because they, they allow you, I think the original expansion feature allows you to add six teams to a league. And so if I were to restart the NBA 1949 and we go down to 12 teams, if I can only add six, that only puts me at 18. That's problem number one. That's just one problem out of many of doing something like this. I will never have 30 teams and we'll never be able to actually do this correctly. Of course, doing this on console comes the problem of cyber faces, player tendencies, play styles, rules. There's there's a million problems that come with that. Um I, I forgot there, there's so many problems i actually forgot where i was going with this um <laughs> people were asking if this is something i'm going to embark on first of all if i mess with the 1949 sim they have to fix that problem first i wouldn't even expect this to start until january 2021 because they would have to be so much that would be set up there uh draft classes again draft classes I don't think anybody has like a 1950 draft class and beyond like i don't i think the original draft class only goes down to like 60 something right i think and so 
even then what I was saying was, well, I could kind of look past it and have a lot of memes, right? Because we can have a lot of memes with generic players. Generic players are a meme hotbed. And so if we had to, for some years, have just a lot of generics or whatever, that can take on a life of its own. But there's so many moving pieces that you're uh, in a sim like this, you will probably never get it exactly how you want it. And on console, the only thing is I, when I do something like this, I aim for as much accuracy as possible. Won't have a great amount of accuracy on console. On PC, it looks like the best I'll be able to do is something like 1977 because of the 2K77 mod that's coming out. Even then, accuracy will still be difficult, but I there's way more variables that I could control, right? So everything's up in the air with that right now. But I did want to make you aware of the 1949 scenario that's out there because, it, look, if that were to come out and it were to work and there was a way for me to actually say, okay, I can take it from 1949 up into like, you know, Michael Jordan's career and LeBron's career, if I could do something like that, then I would. Regardless of the inaccuracies that would come from having that on console, I would. But that roadblock of only being able to add six teams, if that's if there's no way around that, like fam. <laughs> like there's not I'm gonna have to settle maybe if I if I do ever do a really long sim again, I might just have to settle for doing it on PC or even waiting until 2K22 on PC, honestly. Um Yeah, that's just that's just a thing. Cause people always come in and that's a different conversation. Uh, that's what's going on with 2K right now. Um, we're we're playing a lot of rec because a lot of a lot of my friends that I play with, some of them are in college too, so like they're about to get out on Christmas break, and so we'll have more rec streams. The rec streams are fun. We're getting a lot of our crew back. Tanner just got a PlayStation Five. Tommy got one. That's the guy who was dropping fifty last week. Um, if you if you haven't been in those streams, definitely hop in because they're hilarious. 2K is always fun with people, more fun with people than without. I I don't think I'm ever gonna run a random rec game on stream again with no teammates and whatnot. I don't think that's gonna happen. <sighs> because it's not fun to not have people to talk to while I'm playing and then be playing with bum teammates as well. Ending the game section, I just wanted to note that The Last of Us 2 is on track last I checked to get game of the year. Is that accurate? Or one of them at least, one of those awards. I've seen it twice now pop up. I've seen it twice now pop up where The Last of Us is, is high in voting for game of the year, which is... <laughs> Hey, yo, yeah, see, I agree with this tweet. I agree. This, this is funny. I just pulled out The Last of Us 2. Dude said, Dear Gaming Gods, please let The Last of Us 2 win Game of the Year on Thursday so I can see grown adults lose their mind over a video game. I'm about to retweet that, bro. I'm retweeting that because check it out, right? I played The Last of Us 2. Oh, here, here we go. And this is from yesterday. So Ghost of Tsushima is behind Last of Us Part 2 by like 5% or something like that. It's, it's getting... It's getting close. It's getting close. It it, it had been closing the gap. I think the mail-in votes are hitting. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't actually gotten through all the way with Ghost of Tsushima. That's something I was playing. I'm going to probably restart it on PlayStation 5 because apparently it plays better on there. There's supposed to be a, a seamless upgrade. Look, man, people are so, like, ridiculous over certain things. I played The Last of Us 2, and I talked about it on the podcast back when we were on a different platform, and... First of all, I did not hate that game at all. Like, people hated it. And I wonder how many people absolutely hate that game actually played it. I do. I do wonder how many people played it versus they just saw the spoiler and they never touched it and they jumped on the bandwagon. Because The Last of Us 2 is not a bad game at all, bro. It's it's not. I've played bad video games before. I have. I've played games before where I'm just like, I'm playing it. I'm, I'm like, what am I doing here? Why is this? This is not worth my time. I'm moving on. I'm going to go read a book. Last of Us 2 was not one of those. It had annoying parts. I do think it had parts that drug on far too long. There were definitely parts of the game where I was playing and it was like, bro, 
world you've done what you you've done what you you've accomplished your goal with me we can move on now right like the end of miles morales when I, we were on stream and i we had to beat finn like five times i was like bro we're you did you did everything you what you wanted to accomplish was done by the second time you don't have to keep going and so i did have that feeling at certain points throughout the last of us but there were great set pieces i think i get why diehard fans were mad at some elements of the story and whatnot but <laughs> i <laughs> i low-key want to see what happens if this gets game of the year because it just shows you that high key twitter is not the real world and i think some people forget that I think people really do have a hard time separating Twitter from the real world because this phone is always in your pocket and you routinely pick it up whether you're eating or you're, you're walking somewhere. You just subconsciously Twitter, check Twitter sometimes and you forget that majority of people are not even on there, man. And so, or even if they are on there, not everybody's active on there. And so it's very easy to be a noisy, uh, for, for a subset or a group of people to be a, a noisy minority over something. It's very easy. And uh, after all that hate, the last of us two got like all the hate. I'm not talking about fair criticism. There was definitely fair criticism. I watched some people's reviews of the game. I watched some people's thoughts. It was absolutely fair criticism. I don't even think the game was perfect, and I don't even know if it's game of the year material. But it it was a good game to me. I like playing it. I had fun playing it for the most part. Like if you look at it overall, I'm not ever gonna play it again because it was a, it was one of those cinematic journeys, and I don't I don't feel the need to go back and play something that's like crazy long if i played it once i need to move on so that's not gonna happen again but going from where it was to those review bombs and everyone just hates this game blah, blah, blah. from that to game of the year like some people might have their, their bubbles burst man it's <laughs> and i'm interested to see that i'm interested to see that this is not the only time i've seen where people don't understand that twitter and media and the things that you see is not the real world it doesn't account for everybody I think we uh, we had a very fair example of that not even a month ago. Like Twitter's just not the real thing, man. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I'll talk about it next week if it does come to fruition. <gasps> but people will lose their goddamn mind, bro. Again, losing their mind over something stupid. I ne it, whether it wins or not, I don't care, bro. But some people will be losing their minds over the dumbest shit. Okay, that's the end of the game section. We will move on to the question section after. After I get a drink of water. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, because I have not drank this whole time, and we are almost an hour 20 in. And, of course, I forgot to say that this podcast is on Spotify and iTunes. I didn't say it at the beginning. Shout out to y'all, though, who are supporting on there, because I, I have Red Circle, so I get to see the people who listen to it here versus the people who listen to it on different platforms. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So if it works for you, it is there. Link in the comment section in the description. And the link is also to my Twitter because that's where I take questions for the podcast. Some questions, some years, some, some weeks I take five questions. Some weeks I don't really see that many great questions. So I know I'm going to answer them in the podcast. So there's fewer. I think we probably ended up with fewer here. Um, so we're just going to and get into it and wrap this up. Uh, T-Rock asked, why don't you watch football? Why don't I watch football? Oh. Well, I didn't grow up playing football. I didn't grow up playing football video games. I only ever played. That was the big joke. I just picked up Madden. I just picked up Madden last week. Uh, or not last week, a couple of days ago. Just because I wanted to play it for shits and giggles on stream. I thought it would make some good content. I wasn't wrong. And uh, I hadn't played it since 2002, I don't think. When my brother had it on Xbox. So I'm just not in tune with it at all. I'm not in tune with the games. The game, the season isn't very long. The season is not very many games for obvious reasons. 
there's so many players on the field i really don't know who to keep up with or how it's just a thing that right like i think it's just a thing sometimes that you grow up with and what you have time for that, that's actually where this really stems from when i was in school like school takes up pretty much your whole day so you get out and what do you your hobbies basketball was what i played that's what i played in video games that's what i played outside that's what i watched and so i didn't have time to do football as well and i didn't really have the interest either and so now that i'm an adult it's like i would pretty much have to grow into it i would have to learn all these plays i would have to learn the names of certain things i would just have to go through this whole experience and i just don't really care to it's just i don't have any reason to like i said until they run me that Stephen a check and they're like hey watch all these sports and that, that's just not a thing it's not a thing for me <laughs> so uh yeah many reasons but that's that's pretty much it i just didn't grow up with it and i have no reason to take interest in it which is why it was funny buddy got fucking triggered on twitching got his stupid ass thrown out the other day where we were playing madden and it was just a simple joke because he said something like uh he used some football terminology i didn't understand because i was getting my ass beat obviously i played madden i got straight online i turned madden on and i went straight online because that's all i wanted to do i didn't care about actually being good i just played like i said most of the shit is jokes I got on and I played and get my ass handed to me and everyone's like saying, you know, do this, do that. I probably wouldn't even actually talking to this guy. I probably wasn't even actually talking to him. It was probably somebody else's term using terminology in the chat. And I was like, bro, you just said that like I know what that means. <laughs> we all laughed about it. The whole chat, we all laughed about it because it was funny. I'm a basketball guy playing a Madden game. And people are telling me, yo, do this. Don't don't run out of the whatever they were saying. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this means. And then Buddy got mad and highlighted his message and, and talked out the side of his neck and got his stupid ass banned. And you know, it's so funny because on Twitch, people always, it, it's always, <laughs> it's always uh, talking out the side of your neck. Then a couple of hours later, just un unban me, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm not air people out like that, but I have gotten a couple of those. I don't, I don't know what I did on ban me. I'm like, nah, bro, ban world, shadow realm. Um, but we had, we had a good time with that. If you, if you ever, if you are, if you ever do come to my Twitch chat and you knew, like, bro, most of the shit we do in there is jokes. I only have one rule: it's just don't be a weirdo. So talking outside of your neck counts as being a fucking weirdo. I'm not your friend. We're not friends. I'm an entertainer. You support me. I support you. We have a great community. Just don't be fucking weird and you won't get thrown out and embarrassed. That's that's the only rule. That's, I don't. Other people have all these rules in their chat. Oh, don't ask me to play with other view other people. Don't say this. Don't say that. I just say don't be weird. It's a very easy rule to follow, and yet the ban the ban world just grows, bro. HFIL. It just it just grows routinely. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite video? Pierre asks, what's your favorite? What is your favorite video game memory growing up? <sighs> wow, I had something on my mind when I wrote this down. Because the first thing I thought was like, I have so many video game memories. Ah, I remember now. It was a story. It was... <laughs> I remember now. Okay. Yeah, because I have... Again, I've been playing games since I was... I've been... I think games... I've been playing games as long as I can remember life. Like, as long as I can remember in, in kindergarten, there was the Nintendo 64, and then there was the Game Boy Color. I don't remember being a kid and then one day picking up video games. They were just there. It was a linear thing. It was growing. They were growing with me. Uh, but this specific one, though, I do remember. The reason I wrote this down is because I had a funny story. So when I was a kid, I probably told it on Twitch maybe a really long time ago. But when I was a kid, I did have uh, TV. We had TVs in our car because shit was like that back then <laughs> and they were like tvs in the back of the back of our seats in the back of the headrest of the seat and so like in the driver's seat and then in the passenger seat the people sitting in the back row could play video games because there was a ps2 back there there was a gamecube and then the other one we had a ps2 and an xbox um so in this specific one we had ps2 and a gamecube 
and I do remember playing uh, a game called Driver 3. That's like one of my favorite games of all time. Probably very unknown to most of you. But I do remember playing, and it's one of my favorite memories just because it's funny. It's some stupid shit you do when you're a kid. I do remember playing it on our way to Georgia, actually. That was like the big thing. That's one, that is one of my favorite video game memories right there is the fact that we used to always go to see my cousin or my family in Georgia. And of course, I look forward to seeing my cousin the most there. And I'd be playing games for like six hours on the way there. And so this was one of those times. And I think, yeah, my whole family got out of the car to go to like the gas station or something. Uh, yeah we took a we were at a rest stop and they all got out of the car so i'm still playing driver three and something happened that's right i was in nice the country or wherever that is i was in nice and uh yeah as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure that's yeah whatever it's all irrelevant i was in nice and we were i was on a motorcycle and i accidentally i, I was in a chase and i drove off a mountain i got so goddamn mad because i know i was turning but i was going 100 miles per hour so i didn't cut the turn properly i flew off the mountain probably lost a mission i took my controller and i fucking hit the tv screen on the back of the headrest and it broke that shit broke bro just like the psp <laughs> like the screen was cracked and it was it had like the the white flash there and the lines going through it and i was like oh my god and i turned it off slowly i put my controller down i turned the tv off and i just sat there because nobody else was in the car nobody else witnessed it maybe my baby brother was in there with me but he couldn't talk he was probably also sitting in the third row and so <laughs> I remember my brother got my older brother they all got back in the car and I can't remember exactly when he found out it was broken but I think it was had something to do with he was like well, aren't you playing the game because I was playing it when I was in there and that was mysteriously I wasn't playing it anymore he, he asked like oh why are you playing or aren't you playing the game or whatever I don't know and eventually he got around to cutting the tv on and he's, he cut it on and it was like cracked and shit and he was like ooh <laughs> fucking snitch that was, he was like I'm about to tell on you bro <laughs> cause he was probably mad too Like he, was, he used those TVs as well so here I am a, a raging little shit and I done broke this expensive gadget and so yeah he snitched on me and so what they did was they made me pay for it cause when I was like in the third or fourth grade or whatever my, my mom was uh, she always had modeling jobs and so she was getting me into it back then and I used to be in like textbooks. So somewhere around there in your science textbook, like fourth or third grade Dom is, is one of those little dipshits with the goggles writing something down in a notepad inside your science textbook. I'm actually in one of those. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so they, anyways, I had just done that job probably like a month or two earlier and the money hadn't come yet. So they were like, oh, he just broke this because I was a destructive kid. All right, again, that this rage that you see, it, it didn't just come out of nowhere. And so they were like, oh, OK, that's cool. We're just going to take your check. And we're gonna pay for this here tv this is where your money's going <laughs> and you know maybe it was like one or two hundred dollars but you know when you're a kid one or two hundred dollars is everything yeah you can get so many dragon ball z toys with that and so i was distraught because in my mind they, they, they took like a band from me and so i didn't get any of the money from that job and all because rage 2k at a young age couldn't control itself i, I didn't get whatever i was trying to get at that point it was probably spider-man toys i think i was obsessed with like spider-man and doc ock around that time so it's probably that yeah that, that's why i wrote that question down i probably if i told that story on a very old podcast which nobody would have seen so it doesn't even matter i'm sorry for the few of you that heard it or if i told it on twitch well you just heard it again yeah but i don't rage these days man i, I don't rage these days anymore i have not slammed the playstation 5 controller one time i told y'all i'm grown now i'm a grown man shit I might throw it to the side. That don't. That's not the same thing as slamming, though. I see people in the stream. They'd be like, "Oh, he just slammed his controller." No, nigga, I tossed it to the side. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I, I lightly tossed it to the side. I haven't hit it. I haven't thrown it. I had none of that. Um, 
Last one comes from Saddam and he asked, when did you realize you weren't making it to the NBA? Because we all had that realization, right? We all had that realization that we weren't either good enough or there were other things in life or that we wanted more or whatever. When did I realize that? I think I realized I wasn't. <laughs> I think I realized I wasn't making it to the NBA. Probably, or it, it probably went until the, like the buzzer, right? Probably till around the eleventh or twelfth grade, when I, because at that point I do remember my dad was always very supportive. So my dad was, you know, he, he even if he didn't believe what he was saying, he would always uh, pump me up, basically like a supportive parent is supposed to. And he's like, oh, maybe basketball is your life. When we're talking about like our future plans and whatnot, he's like, maybe basketball is your life. I mean, technically, he wasn't wrong. Look what I'm doing these days. It's basketball and video games. That's that's kind of how I live right now. So he wasn't wrong. It just wasn't in the way he said. But I do remember it was about the time where I was getting ready to go to college and I was kind of having to look at majors and all of that. And, you know, we were talking about our talking about the future and i was just like i don't really have time to that was some dark shit i said i remember and i was like i don't really have time to dream anymore which i by the way just for the record i don't think you should ever stop dreaming because like reality is is depressing as is and the world can be very depressing and so if, if you're you know if you're constantly living in just this grim reality with no hope that doesn't help either even if dreaming or positive outlook always doesn't always change anything your mind is really powerful so you you should never stop you should never stop dreaming i don't think i may i'll get him more in that after this question um but yeah i was like i don't really have time to dream anymore man i'm about to go to college like, i gotta figure some shit out because <laughs> i'm about to be on some grown man shit i gotta figure some shit out the nba is not gonna happen i think it was around that time honestly also the fact that just i was again in high school like just 24 hours in a day fam it's 24 hours in a day and i was really i was really on those grades because i wasn't trying to pay for college either that still didn't work out that was a fucking ripoff um but yeah that, that didn't work out um yeah i was i was a really good student as well and so it was like bro ap class this ap class that and then basketball as well like fam i'm not kobe i can't work off of two hours of sleep <laughs> I can't work off of two or three hours of sleep. I'm just not built like that. God didn't build me different like that. And so, yeah, it, it was around that time. It was it was down to the wire in high school where I realized uh, I, I might talk about the NBA and play games and not actually play in the NBA. It wasn't exactly in high school where I figured that out, but that is where I realized I wasn't making the NBA. But, hey, if you're trying to make the NBA, look, man, well, like I said last week when I was ending the podcast and I was like, yo, I'm only here for a certain amount of time. Why shouldn't I be trying to do something that I enjoy or that I find cool or why shouldn't I be trying to do something great? Blah, blah, whatever the fuck I said last week. Yeah, why? Why not, bro? You're only here for you don't even know how long you're here, but the estimation is you're only going to be here for around like 70, 80 years or something like that. It's not a long time in the grand scheme of things. You really shouldn't stop dreaming. You really shouldn't stop chasing something that you love or want to do because as far as we know this is it and you don't get to try it again and then one day there will be nothing left anywhere no trace and so just why not why not like westbrook says why not bro why not if you want to make the nba if that's your dream right now why not work towards it the fuck do you have to lose worst thing that's gonna happen is you're not gonna make it I mean, there's technically worse that could happen. You get what I'm trying to say, bro. I think I'm done here. We're at about an hour and a half, it looks like, in the recording. And uh, this has been fun, man. This has been fun. This is allegedly the last podcast before the NBA season actually starts. Because the NBA season starts, well, the preseason starts in four days. And so, of course, I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. Podcasts will still be the same thing. Still be a lot of NBA 
uh, questions at the end, some game stuff, whatever content happened that week, that's not changing. It's not just going to be all NBA, but it'll be mostly NBA, as you see, probably like whatever percentage of it was today, that's probably what it's going to be like. Well, like I said earlier, this is on Spotify. This is on iTunes. Link are in Links are in the comment section and description. Always goes on iTunes a little bit later because of their validation process or whatever so it'll be on spotify first more than likely but by the time it posts here on youtube it'll probably be um it'll probably be on everything by then well support the show if you can you can rate it five stars if you think it's worth that on the apple podcast platform uh, you can share it on spotify you can press like here on youtube you can share the link on your facebook page and Get some of your conspiracy theory loving relatives to watch my podcast. I don't really know what I have here for them, but it supports the show. Well, I appreciate y'all and I will see y'all next week. Happy NBA season. This week at Macy's, get great deals on fashion and home essentials. Update your wardrobe with 20% off new spring shoes and sneakers and 20 to 50% off fresh looks for him and her. Plus, transform your space. With Lux Hotel Collection Bedding, now 40% off. And Macy's Star Rewards members can earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.